What's good, everybody? My name is Brandon McCall. I'm also known as BMXC, and this is Nice Minds. I am with a very, 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 very special guest, and it's episode 50. Everybody, welcome, Kid Clever. What's good, my dude? Sup, dog? How is you? I'm good, uh, bro. It's been a while since I've seen your face, man. Yeah, I was. I was just telling Mosh and uh, Peace about doing this today. I was like, dude, I feel like the last time I saw Brandon in flesh was like four years ago, even more. Yep. Yeah, it's been a second, dude. This will be fun. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you was like early 2018, probably when we did that show at uh, First Ave at Seventh Street Entry. Damn, it was that. That's wow. Okay. And I might have saw you a little bit after that, but uh, that's the last time I remember like fully like seeing you and kicking it with you, and that's for sure. The last time I saw you perform. Well, reunion time. It's time to fucking catch up. Fuck yeah, bro. It's good to see your fucking face, man. So we go way back, probably like six, seven years at this point. Mm-hmm. We were both students at IPR. Um, and we, we just kind of like started running in the same circles. I mean, I mean, you started knowing a bunch of my friends and uh, we all just kind of became this like community of people that would, you know, make music and do shows and stuff together and and as nice entertainment i was always kind of the one booking a lot of the shows and uh had you on at least at least a handful if not more i mean you were kind of one of the staples of performing for a good year or two for sure i think it started with lambo yep. uh lambo was with nice guy I went over to his house day one or two of going to IPR, like literally fresh into it, moving like right into it. Uh, That was one of the first people I met. So I go over to Lambo's to play FIFA. And that day downstairs in the basement of that house was him, EQ, Justin Burke, Zuzu, Thad Hill, Jan, Will Robinson. I mean, like there was like 12 of us in there. And this is like the first time I met any of them. And it was like this trend in the room that every time, like I was like, so who do you, who do you run with? Who do you mess with? What do you do? It was nice guy, nice guy, nice guy. And it just kept coming up. And I was like, all right, who the fuck is nice guy? Like I've, I've been here for a week and I keep hearing this name. I need to know who this is. And it wasn't, much longer after that that we i was at jackson's hole and you know how it is at ipr that's just like day to day go over there grab a beer grab some food whatever it be in between classes or after class you know what i mean so it was one of those times one of those moments but like i just remember like i looked up you're there and i walk up and i'm like yo we're talking and somebody we we were talking both to somebody that we i think it was doug to be honest probably and I remember it was like Doug and I are talking about something. You walk up, you start talking to him. And then all of a sudden we look at each other and you're like, yo, you're clever. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? How are you? And he's like, I'm Brandon. Oh, word. What's up, man? Nice to meet you. And he's like, nice guy. I, I'm, I, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And this is before the logo had the hat and looked just like you. So it's like once they all correlated, it was like, holy shit, this guy's literally running like half of the school shows and anything that's going through the school. So it was easy for us to even find the connect because as soon as I came to IPR, it was like a duty, a civil duty to know you because of how much you were doing for the infrastructure of the school and everybody going there. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's it's crazy. Like, I, I guess I didn't really realize just how epic it was until I was kind of removed from like all of that. And I, I look back now and I'm just like... Mm-hmm damn 
those were some fucking good times, man. I mean, we met so many cool people, I mean, through that school and, and through just, you know, Jackson's and just being in that area, man. I mean, so many Straight friendships up. and so much magic created. I mean, because, yeah, because then you started kicking it with uh, – with Ty Davis and AP Lifted, who were part of NGE, and you ended mm-hmm. up uh, doing a verse on one of my beats uh, for a track called Evidence off of AP Lifted's uh, album uh, Vibes. Yeah. And uh, man, I just, I remember like seeing you work and it, it was fucking dope, man. I mean, like your your creative process is, is sick because I, I believe, I mean, I think, I don't think, I think you wrote it like as you were going, didn't you? Yeah, I was writing it as I was in the booth. Like it was kind of like a freestyle, free verse type thing where I was like writing as I'm freestyling. Yeah. I mean, I had heard about, you know, obviously like everybody knows Jay-Z, Wayne, Biggie, they all do that shit. But I've never actually like seen somebody write in the booth, like in their head, like as they were going. So that was like a brand new process for me. That, That was fucking dope. Is that how you usually write? The funniest part is, is when we recorded evidence around that time frame, I couldn't like really pinpoint it. But around that time was when I really was like, I'm done writing. I'm going to do that. So like that was like the beginning of that turn point for me. I was still fairly new with that term and kind of like putting myself through the training of really not writing and kind of just like forcing myself to use these the notepad in my phone as kind of just like a a quick database to look at or like a cheat sheet, you know what I mean? Instead of like the full on like written 16, it would just be words that I felt or emotions that I was trying to capture or, you know what I mean? Whatever it be. And now at this point I've gotten to where that is generally how I do stuff. Unless I'm just in a certain like mind frame where something's just hit me so strongly that I feel like I need to sit down and just write it all out. But overall music for me now, especially since coming out here, I've really been trying to, be in the moment with everything as far as the art goes. I mean, the beat even, I told a lot of producers, stop sending me beats. I've I've been like, don't send me any beats anymore. I don't want beats. I want you as the producer to bring your ass to where we record at and play these beats. And trust me, I will probably end up rapping over one of your beats because that's just like where my mind's at with it. You know what I mean? Like it's such a different place because IPR was the shaping point for that. So evidence uh a lot of tie and ap's verses that i did features for a lot of those were the originals you know step off the porch for say uh for me doing that style but yeah that is now how i kind of like stay to it for real it's a great way great way hell yeah that that's dope that you like the in-person stuff with producers because i feel like a lot of stuff like the the vibe gets lost when you're just sending beats. I mean, if you're like mm-hmm. in the room, like you you feed off of each other's vibes and like, you know, you know, they, they can explain kind of like their mind state behind the beat, like right in person. And like, it's, sure. it's just a different feel. Like I, I fucking, as a producer, I hate sending beats. Like I hate it, man. Like, like I, yeah. I would, I would much rather just like pull up to your, wherever you are and just play you a batch of beats and vibe with you and record with you. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's how I prefer. So the next time I'm in LA, bro, I tell everybody from Minnesota, everybody from Kansas city, like me coming out here separated me distance wise, but what it did do is it created an incubator. My living room is literally for digs. Anybody who is really out here trying to make things happen. That's in my circle and my personal group. What are you tripping on? Get your ass out here. Tell me the dates. Let me know what your plan is. And yes, LA is expensive. We're going to figure out a way to get you out here on a, uh, 
term of not just freeloading on my couch. You're probably going to throw in on groceries or go grab an ounce of weed for the house. But other than that, stay a week, stay two weeks. Shit, you can stay a month, especially if you throw it in pitching. But the, the goal of being out here is to bring motherfuckers out here and get them together and get them in the room. Because that being out here is another energy in itself. And I mean, you having your history in California, you already know how it goes. I mean, being being out here and making and creating when I spent 25 years of my fucking life almost in the Midwest, like it's, it's created this new space for me to be so free. So it's like when producers are like, yo, let me send you some beats. I'm like, how about you invest in yourself, buy a flight, come out to LA and let's make shit. I'm telling you, if you're willing to do that much for yourself as a producer and as my homie and as you know what I mean, whatever it be, chances are we're going to get shit done. You, yep. you came all this way. I'm not about to just sit here and jip you while you're sitting in my house. We're about to get work done. That's just, yep. that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Yep. That's dope. More has happened for me, even with COVID being here in LA, than I feel like if I would have stayed back in KC or went back to Minnesota during COVID, um, I, it was the riskiest move I ever did for sure. It was a jump that I did not think that, was going to turn out, but it's turned out. It's still turning. And one thing I will say is LA, you never know what to expect. California in general, of course, but being here in LA, you could just be out grabbing a burger for lunch on your, on your time. You know what I mean? Just doing what you're doing regular day, day off, going to grab an eighth from the dispensary, a cheeseburger and go home and do laundry. And right there, when you grab that cheeseburger, you're looking Jamie Foxx in the face or, you know what I mean? Who is uh, like for me, for instance, like I was driving down the street one time and like I look over in this car and it's like this old school beamer. It's like one of the like really, really classic coupe beamers. Like I was like, damn, that's a nice one. And I'm like, I'm just looking at the car and I'm really taking in the car. And then like I drive up on the side of it and I look at the driver. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, like it's a black guy driving this car. I'm like, oh, this is even better. I was like, this is oh yeah, this is getting fire. And then he turns his head and looks at me and I'm like, oh my God, that ain't no nigga. That's Denzel Washington. That is actually, it was like Damn. the crazy, I was like, bro. And he saw me like blow and he just kind of like nodded and laughed. And like, it was like crazy as fuck to even like see Denzel. And that was like in the first like month of me like moving into my apartment here in LA. So it's like just those little moments like that even give you life. Yeah. I got a story for you, man. My, uh, one of my good friends who I should link you with eventually, uh, he goes by reason. Um, he's uh, he actually was one of the founding members of Foster the People, that band. Mm -hmm. And he he ended up like doing a bunch of work, um, you know, in the L.A. area, got well connected, whatever. Um, he actually saw Will I Am at a, at a stoplight and knew a guy from Will I Am studio. And fucking like, you know, hollered because like I think it was like a you know drop top, whatever, and hollered out at his window like, yo, Will, I know this guy at your studio, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Will's like, oh, shit, yeah. Um, went back to the studio, um, hollered at that guy and was like, yeah, some dude with uh, named Zach. He had like a busted up door, said he knew you. And dude's like, uh, yeah, Zach's cool. You should invite him to a session. Ends up inviting my buddy to a session. My buddy whistles on this Britney Spears track and has a credit with Britney Spears just off of fucking seeing Will I Am at a at a stoplight, and knowing somebody that he knew. I mean, so to your yep. point, like that's exactly right, man. I mean, you never yep. know who the fuck you're gonna see on a day to day basis. Word gets around fast in LA too. Like it, 
it's a big city, but it's a small space at the same time. Like a lot of potential to bump into the same people, a lot of potential to meet the same faces, see people that are involved in the industry that you're wanting to be in, whether it's music, whether it's film, whether it's modeling, entertaining in general. I mean, shit, even on a business tip of like just banking and things of that nature, there are so many opportunities in the state of California and in the city of Los Angeles that for someone from the Midwest, it's like, if you come out here with the right mindset and move, you're going to get to what you want to get a hundred percent. You just got to be out and doing shit, or you got to be in the crib making shit happen. Either way, you just got to be doing something. That's all LA requires. Hell yeah. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. So you're based in LA originally from Kansas city, moved to Minneapolis for school, but what, uh, how'd you get your start in music? I mean, I've always had a love for music. I was young, always like wanting to listen to different shit, whatever I could get my hands on. Uh, I mean, when music really struck my ear for the first time, like, and I was like, I want to do this or I want to, I want to be involved was the album Mesmerized by System of a Down. The leading oh. single was BYOB. Yep. And that was like before, you know what I mean? Like the song at the time was big, but it wasn't what it is now. Like that now that song is like a, a legendary rock song. Yep. And that album was like one of the first things that me growing up where I grew up having parents the way that I had parents, you know what I mean? All the things that make me me. I wasn't around that type of sound of music. I had a friend that uh, I was very close with at the time, uh, Lada, rest in peace, Lada. Uh, he put me onto the music. And when he put me onto it, it was like so new to me. And I'd never heard anything like that shit that it it became, I, I, I was obsessed with it immediately. I was like, what is this? Like the voice sounds crazy. The, the, the guitars are fast. Like the drums are heavy. Like it was like nothing I'd ever heard of. So I kind of got into the style of like rock music first and then punk music and kind of that. And then punk and Limp Biscuit and shit like that kind of led me into then like back to the root of hip hop. Cause my mom was a bone thugs and harmony fan, Tupac fan, uh, like the classic nineties rap, you know what I mean? And, uh, big pun and shit like that. Like my mom was on that and I listened to some of that with her, but what was the first music of my taste was rock. And then it jumped from punk to then me coming around to that 2006, 2007 era where like you had Wayne and that started. And when Wayne started and that whole thing became a thing, then Wayne created rappers. And that's when I was like, you know what? I think I want to rap. So I think I made the first, I think I wrote my first rap probably in like 2009 or 10 um and then i moved out from the city in, like city and city suburb to the suburb suburbs on lee summit where i met Derek. um which brick uh for everybody who's watching brick is the one of my producers and my best friend for 10 years now shout out brick shout out brick one of the crazy most talented people ever um but yeah brick and i linked up and i had had you know i'd written raps i hadn't like really rapped so I go to this party in the suburbs, suburb kids is all chill. They ain't doing it. You know what I mean? There's, their parents got money. They hanging out. They got uh, drinking their parents beer on the weekends. And we go, I'm over at one of those little events. And this is all new to me. And I look in the corner and like, I see this kid and he's like trying to get people to rap with him and stuff. And I walk over there and I don't, I don't want to rap at first. I'm kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know. And then like everybody start rapping, and then like he's like, "You rap, you rap. come on, rap, rap, rap." I was like, "All right." So then I started rapping some of the stuff that I had written out loud, just like kind of testing the water and seeing how it go. 
And then I just started getting into it. And then all of a sudden I just started freestyling. I, I like I ran out of my writ and I just started, kept going, kept going. And I, in my head at that time, I'm like, man, I'm, this is trash. Like I can't, uh, when I'm done, I'm going to get fucking shit on. Like as soon as I got done, I look around and everybody in the circle is looking at me with their jaw on the floor. Like, what the fuck did I just hear? And I'm like, wait, that was good. And everybody's like, this is, you need to be doing this. And then I was at, I was like 14, 15. So from there, I just started rapping and I just started really getting into like hip hop and trying to, trying to create it and understand hip hop. And I was diving into the records, you know what I mean? So like 14, 15 years old was really when hip hop became hip hop because my friends had inspired me to start creating hip hop. And then hip hop itself was making music at that time frame that changed where we're at now. Uh, at that point, you had artists like Odd Future. So you had like Tyler and Earl yeah. Sweatshirt and all that going, which is a huge influence on even like my energy and how crazy I can be. I mean, you know me, I've always been a wild motherfucker. I'll hang from the rafters. I'll get naked in this bitch. I don't care. I get a lot of that energy from Odd Future. Like that's, so like some of those like Ab Soul, Kendrick Lamar, TDE, like all of that came when I was, it like that that age of molding you know what i mean 14 15 years old in yeah. high school just getting getting to that age so hip-hop had a lot of grip on me as a person and was able to influence me to make the steps that i did so that was my first step with music getting into it was like hip-hop hip-hop was like all right well it started with rock then hip-hop was like get in here and then after hip-hop kind of got me in there for it just went on went it all over the place you know what i mean that's dope. I mean, and I always knew that, uh, I mean, since I've known you, I've known the system of the down was a huge influence, but like, I didn't really put the connection on, like, I totally hear the influence. Like, cause we were talking about evidence and your flow on evidence. I can hear the system fucking roots. Like, like mm -hmm. that's like, I mean, com like that, that like rambunctious energy, um, like completely like derived from, from system of a down. Of course. No, I mean Surge is so sick, dude, and I love the way that he Yeah. He's it's it's like comedic but serious all at the same time. Yep. And, and it's like a satire of itself and I that's the shit that I enjoyed about that sound so much. Was like as a kid listening to that shit, I was like this shit sounds cool. I grew up, I listened to that shit again and then I was like this is what he's saying? Yep. This he's talking about war? He's talking about gas prices? He's talking about the president? Like all this like deep shit. And then it it made me realize how much that I was influenced on depth already. Like, so when people are like, man, that shit was deeper, everybody like looks at my stuff and is kind of like, wow, you've put a lot of time into it or you've you've thought about this. And it's like, yeah, I, I kind of started with like artists that made me want to think. I mean, I was listening to music about rebelling against the government in second grade, and I had no fucking idea that yeah. I was putting that that into my head. You know what I mean? As a kid, that that was even probably putting shit in the back of my brain for me to correlate later on the road because that's how the human brain works. So it's interesting, man. Like, I definitely can see the influences of punk and pop and what's changing with my music now. Like, you'll definitely be able to see kind of like where those styles blend for sure absolutely yeah and i mean I, I i i hear all of your influences and i can totally see kind of where you came from with the odd future roots and and you know all the artists that you you named as well and i can totally see how that developed your sound so 
what I, I mean, I know you ended up at IPR. So what initially brought you up to Minneapolis? Cause I mean, I like, even though Kansas city is like, is your home and you're like your hometown. I, I know that Minneapolis had a huge, huge, uh, influence on you and, and was like kind of what shaped your artistic I don't mm-hmm. know journey going forward oh a thousand percent so you and you and Brick ended up coming up to Minneapolis together right so that was we went and visited the school uh when we came up to visit the school the reason we visited the school was a homie of mine that worked up at Strange Music had mentioned that there was a school in Minnesota and that I should check it out and once I check it out, you know, like send a word that people know, like, yo, I want to check this out. Just, just keep, keep them in the, keep them in the loop type thing. So like we went up, we checked it out and I went to a couple other schools to check out too. At the time, like I had just gotten done with some crazy shit legally and gotten, I was into selling and shit. So ducked out, got out all, all that was getting, trying to make this move with, with making the right move for myself, going to school and trying to like, it's like, fuck it, I go to school for music. I ain't going to school for no bunk-ass shit that I don't want to fucking do the rest of my life. I'm going to go for something I want to be involved in. So we we went to a couple of schools. They all sucked. They were all trash. And then we went to IPR. And you know how IPR is. They, they, they know how to just show the shit. And they showed that shit. They, the master mix. They took me down in the basement. You know what I mean? They, they gave me what I wanted. And I was like, okay, I love this. And then, like, it... And it, it was uh, Angela that was doing the walkthrough. Oh, with us. yep. <laughs> and then on top of all that, then she saved the best part for last where she goes, well, those studios are available to students for 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, except for a couple of days out of the uh, year for holidays. But you guys can get in there whenever you want as a student. And I'm like, what? Huh? Hey, come again? Like, and that was like, that was when I like was like, oh, I'm going here. I'm going. I don't give a fuck. So I I had luckily had, you know, had my my grandmother who's setting aside some money for me to go to college way back in the day. That was part of that fun. And then, like I said, I was into some other stuff. So I took some of that that I had left over and we got out and then went, some, went to school. So like with that, it was like going to school was something that saved me from going down a very bad way so then minnesota did open and start a new path because i went up there i lived there for about a month uh and then Britt calls me and goes because he came to visit the school with us and he called he goes i gotta get up there man he's like being down here don't feel right i gotta get up there and he he didn't have college fun he didn't have no crazy little stat shoebox money nothing like that he was just working and doing what he had and got what he got type thing. And I, I saw Brick go out and figure out Sally Mae, get his loans right, get everything together, figured out how to make his shit work, how to take how, how to get a little help from his parents. You know what I mean? Get some co-signs for an apartment. And he moved that ass up to Minnesota. And it was it wasn't but maybe two, three months after me uh, that he, he followed up. I think it was one quarter, you know, we had quarters at IPR. I think yeah. I finished one quarter and then he came for the, my second was his first. Um, so then he came up there and yeah, we, we moved up there on honestly, just the faith of knowing that music was going to take us where we wanted to go. And I didn't care if that was, if IPR could have been in 
Nebraska. Like I, I didn't yeah. give a shit. And you know what I mean? I knew nothing about Minneapolis. In fact, the like the only thing I knew about Minneapolis going up there was that Prince was from there. That was yep. it. I literally in the Vikings. That's all I knew about Minnesota. So I was naive, very ignorant. All I heard is that it got dumbass called up there. And for me, I was like, I don't give a shit. If they got a studio there, I'm gonna go. So it's like the whole like layout of even ending up in Minnesota was ironic as fuck. But what Minnesota did for me and Brick, I know for a fact I could speak for him on this behalf, but like for what what Minnesota did for us was life changing to a point where it led me to do the best that I could do now. I yeah. wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Minnesota and the people of Minnesota. Like I, I my life changed when I met people like Mosh and Lambo, yourself, Dad. Like being around people like y'all like made me really get up out of where I was coming from, because uh, I was coming from some really fucked up crazy shit and i needed to get my head right and as soon as i moved to minnesota and put my head on a swivel to focus strictly on music and not all the other shit in my life was when things started going right for me so minnesota is definitely one of it to be honest i probably will retire in minnesota i have the opposite i'm, I'm a plan of retiring in cali i'm gonna fucking work my ass off here for a while and try to build my name coming from where i am and then retire mass out in california so at the exact opposite goal i feel that yeah no i definitely will have a uh, summer home don't get it fucked up yeah but i i want to spend a lot of my time once everything's done in minnesota just because of how i i love the seasons i i don't mind i as much as i hate being cold yep I really do like winter and I like the snow and I like being in that vibe. It's, it's something special for me, bro. And I miss that shit. Like, don't get me wrong. I look out the window, I see sun and palm trees and it is nothing to bitch about at all whatsoever, but I do miss it. There's something about it. It's like, I, I still want some type of degree of change in between March and October. Like I need, I need some type of difference here. People really sleep on the fact that like, you know, yeah, the winters are long, but like that that's your chance to get in the studio and just and just record mm -hmm. and just live in the studio. And I I feel like that's what you did. I mean, like like all winter, I mean, like I would, you know, anytime I'd be up at IPR, it would be you guys. Like you guys mm -hmm. would be there until like fucking the wee hours of the morning. I mean, like every every fucking day. There was like there was multiple times where I wouldn't sleep for days at IPR and I would just go from I would take like cat naps, but I would literally like be in the studio from 8 p.m. 9 p.m. to like 7, 8 a.m. in the morning and go straight into my first class and then go to the first class, sit through that. And then I'd go I'd pass out on one of the couches in the lounge. I'd get like a quick two hour nap in and then go to my second course. And then next thing you know, I'm back in the studio again and we're at it again another day. So it's like there, there would be times where like, I, I swear to God, like IPR was one of the best moments of my life just because of like how, what, what that was like. It was like, I, 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 I was referencing this the other day with brick actually on the phone. I was like, it felt like I had made it for a second when, when I was at IPR. Cause I like, I was able to do exactly what I wanted to do for like every day. You know what I mean? It was the coolest shit ever. Got, the classes of course were kind of like, uh, but like even to like sit through those and just be like, they're not this bad. Cause then I get to go in this room and I get to do exactly what I want to do for as long as I want. 
Yep. And if, if someone kicks me out, guess what? There's six other fucking rooms that I can go to and I can still keep it going. So it, I don't know, man, it was, it was such a blessing to be in a space like that. And looking back on that now, yeah, my God, dude, I, even like I worked my ass off at, at IPR, but dude, I would have worked even harder looking back now at all the time that I even like, I, I didn't waste much there, but man, I, I, I wasted some and I would even go back and do more there just because of how much that shit was. It was so much fun. Dude, and, and I didn't really realize until I, or I thought about, like, how much I saw you in the studio. I feel like you inspire me to go even harder because of the fact that I saw you always there. Like, inspire me to just always be there, too. There was a lot of people at one point, I remember, like, maybe my second or third quarter there. It was when we were working on, we had just, we chapter one just came out. We were done with it, and we, were, we started working on chapter two. And I remember at one point, it Thad, Luau... And there was like maybe three or four other cats that were in there like every day, like all the time. And it was like, we were just bumping into each other. And I remember Lou stops me and goes, I hope you understand that you make everybody at this school trip out about how hard they work. Yep. I was like, what, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, you're always here. He's like, you're, He's like, you don't like, what do you, do you not have a home? Like, are you good, bro? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, but my home offers literally less than what this building has to offer. Like I can sleep here. There's a vending machine here. I don't have a vending machine in my apartment. Yep. <laughs> there, there's, there's food and liquor 50 feet across the street. This place is heaven. I, I could stay here the rest of my life if you want me to be honest. Like I I so it's like it was crazy when I would hear that from people like, yo, man, you're making you're making and I'm like, you don't want to be here too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like the the people that took that for granted, dude, like I never understood it, man. I never understood it. Like the people that didn't realize like what the fuck we had when we went there, man. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I took it, I feel like like you did too. Like I feel like there was some people, you know, like Doug and you know, some other people that like really used IPR to, to its full like advantage. Like we, when we got there, like we, we fucking, we did what we came to do. I did exactly what I came to do. And I, I finished three projects Yep. in those studios that reverted to my life moving out here and me getting bigger opportunities. So, and I, I didn't even finish my degree program. I, I didn't even graduate. I went for a year and then <laughs> yep. and then from there it was like i honestly i'm not i'm not, i'm actually not gonna put names in this but somebody up at that school who was a teacher pulled me to the side after an exam which i passed i passed the exam i did fine pulls me aside and says you probably just should go and do this and I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, there's a lot of kids that come here to this school to get the technical things because they don't have the other part of it to get them into this industry. He's like, what I'm telling you is, is you've got that part. You should probably just go. And then that's when I left. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. To even have like an instructor up there tell me that was like, I was so lost and confused. And I did understand what he was saying, but there were people up there that, you know what I mean, had had it. I don't think he was talking shit in any way. I think he was just saying in general, like to me, like, yo, bro, like, I don't see why you're here. Like, 
I get what you're here for, but you could get that if you just move forward, if you just go and do what you want to do. And when I, when I heard that from him, I was like, all right, I'll go do this. So that's when I left. And I, and at that point was already had an invitation to come out and stay in LA. And I, that's when I left IPR, uh, Brit continuing the program. Mosh had already, that was another reason why I ended up leaving was Brick hadn't passed all of his, uh, courses for like the studios to get into the studios yet so we weren't able to get in for a second we had like a chunk of time where like oh yeah i wasn't able to get in where i wanted to get in and like because mosh had left and he had that time where he could still come in i can't yeah. remember how long it was after you graduated it was like nine nine months or something like that yeah and like that period all of that was starting to align with like me also having that talk with the instructor and then also like LA calls like, yo, you should come out and stay. So everything just kind of played in that pot. And then that's when I made that move out here. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can say this now that like, you know, cause you know, IPR is shutting down. Did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. So now that it's shutting down, like I have no, and the people that, you know, kept giving me the, these opportunities are, are no longer working there. But like I was able to use the studios there for six fucking years, bro. That's in six years from tw January 2014 to like right before the pandemic. Then the pandemic is probably the only reason why I'm not still there. Like, oh, my God, that's that's amazing, though. At right. Least you 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 really hit it. You right? got a bag out of it. That's it was insane. crazy, bro. So like, yeah, I mean, I really got everything that I wanted out of that school for sure. I mean, cause, cause that was like NGE's home base for, you know, yeah, whole time that it was a record label. And that was like my, so, I mean, when the pandemic hit, I was kind of like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, I don't have a studio. I can't do shows. Like it kind of yeah. like, I had to, to, that's why this podcast was born. That's why like, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of, a lot of the, th the things I'm doing now were born because like all of a sudden IPR was taken away from me and, um, you know, shows and all that shit. So yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, IPR was like its own world, man. If you went there and you experienced it, especially during the time period that we did, uh, I think I I'll call it like you you were there before me even. So I would even say that you probably saw like the building of the like period of downtown's like section. But I would say like 2015, 16 IPR to when they opened up Adina and they did the Adina thing that whole era right there if you went to ipr during that time frame you saw it you yep. saw you the gold like the best yep. period like that that shit was so fun it was educational i was in the network i was meeting people like everything that i moved there for i definitely got my my cup you know what i mean like what i came with my plate when i you know you walk up at the barbecue to get your plate and it's empty and you just hold that motherfucker with a smile on your face waiting for it to hit that was me moving into minnesota and me leaving was me walking back to the table with a bigger smile with the plate completely full because i had met so many great people i had accomplished so many things for myself and my my growth as a human being my my art like i was like dude i i will always like thank and shout out ipr and everybody around that and what that meant because that was that was special that was yeah. that was that's not like any other 
institute or college or you'll never get another space like that. And I mean, even if you tried, you can't recreate it because of what that was, the energy, the people that were there. I mean, it, 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 it was the first time ever, you know, when they say that corny shit at like, uh, for day one of school uh, back in the day they'd be like it's not about it's not about the staff it's about the students the students make the school yep like uh, ipr was the first school where i was like i get that shit (laughs) i hear you i i I see what you mean by this like because i was like damn we are dope as fuck like everybody here is just like different as fuck and they all came here to try and do some shit and that energy in that building was just like that building downtown, whoever moves into that building, she's just going to be moving in that building because it's just, that's what that, that building's captivated that now it yep. won't, it won't escape it. Like that building's just going to be a moving building at all times now. Absolutely. I mean, cause yeah, cause I started there when I was like right before I turned 29 and you know, I, I waited 10 years after high school before I started school. And so I, I had like, I had bad experience in school and originally, so I was like, Cause I wasn't popular. I was like actually made fun of for rapping and making music and like, it was just not good. So I, I, I didn't know walking in, like all of a sudden, like I'm the cool kid. Like what, what the fuck? Like it was mm-hmm. weird. I mean, like when I started at NGE, all of a sudden, like I'm meeting all these people and like doing all this shit. And like, it was like the exact opposite of, you know, the experience that I had in school, like in high school and shit. Like, it you know, like what you're saying is true man i mean like the vibe like the people like the most accepting like artistic environment that you will ever walk into and, and yeah you i mean talking about it doesn't even do it justice i mean like people that people that weren't there will never know man no you you like i said you could try and put that somewhere else but it could never happen i'm sorry like i'm i'm, I'm one of those people like if, if it's if somebody's already done it then it's did and you can't redo it the same way. And that's what I'll say about that with that. Like IPR will will forever be a stigma for me. Like, yeah, you went to Berkeley. Cool. Like whatever. Yeah, you probably got a good job. I bet it was an okay school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like IPR was like fun, bro. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoyed my time going to school. You know what I mean? And then after even leaving IPR and not going to school, I enjoyed living in Minnesota and still being around students of IPR and spending, I would go up and spend days cause I uh, Lambo would still have courses. So I'd go, I'd drive into the city with him from the house when him and Tracy got the house up there with Burke. Yep. Um, I would, I would, cause I was staying in the basement and I would just get in the car, go down there. I'd go find somewhere to get some food in the morning. I'd smoke a blunt. And then I go in the lounge and I'd write and, you know, everybody at IPR knew me and knew that I wasn't like trespassing by any means or anything. Like I just got done going to school here. I could possibly come back. You know what I mean? So it was like, they just all were like cool with me being there. And like, even when studios would open up and Chad or somebody like would be running the lab office and be like, yo, is brick or mosh round do you want to we got ours like and they would come over and help me out you know what i mean even when i wasn't there so it was like i never left that community even being in minnesota that's what's up man i mean ipr was was the shit um so now that you're in la um i mean you've been there now for for years now um what uh what kind of like do you find yourself being like 
more creative um like i know you started live streaming like like what what has la really done for your uh your artistic expression and like your career in general la has thrown me a curveball and has made me not as productive as i was out in minnesota but quantity over quality uh a lot of a lot of great things have been made since i've moved here a lot more is going to be made while i'm here i mean this is kind of going to be like the first time i guess anybody hears this but uh i'm dropping my album next month oh hell yeah i've hit the gas we've went we, we've done a lot of different tailoring a lot of different stuff with my branding we were going to switch some gears there was even going to be at one point two mixtapes instead of an album and then the album i mean we 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 went a lot of different ways uh, over the last year with me being here and kind of like getting in with people and trying to understand what my next steps are for me as an artist, what I was going to do. Um, and I've just come to a point where I self-manage myself again. I've become very um, impatient with the tactics and kind of the way the industry plays. I'm just going to hit the gas pedal, no break, and just see kind of where we go. I think the people are behind me with that. I think a lot of people are going to be excited with me to put this stuff out. I know a lot of people have been waiting for me to put a project back out. I know uh, as an artist, a lot of people enjoy like my singles. They love when I drop a song, but I think uh, for a better, a lack of better, I'm, I'm, I'm a subject. I can really like bring you something that's full and you can sit back and you can put your headphones on and you can, enjoy the escape of it and be in, involved in the project so i mean for me i'm just i'm excited to let that finally be a thing uh the album is called traffic I've, I've been working on the album for years in fact there's been multiple versions of the album uh, i'd say probably like maybe six versions um this is the, this this version is obviously the final version and you know i mean overall like there was just songs that got taken away put back in added taken out all that so we're finally at what we call the album and the album's i think 14 15 songs uh 13 of those being actual songs two of those being like skits uh but there's songs on there that date back to ipr that were recorded in ipr that have never been released Dope. um so i'm i'm excited because this album is going to kind of wrap up the last five years of my life and really just tell you where when I left Kansas City to now, what's gone through my mind and what's what's happened for me throughout that time period, where my where my brain has gone and traveled to um, throughout that time period. So, I mean, the album is really going to just be really self-reflecting upon some of the some of the darker moments of those years of the over the years and kind of like what it was for me to come to LA and lose i lost a cousin right at the same time that i moved out here and um you know just sorry for loss bro oh no man yeah it's it you know how it goes man it's it's been a crazy last couple of years i mean even for you sorry for your loss there's been a lot of thank you it's been it's been wild i mean times are wild right now with that so with that being said it's like that type of energy putting that onto the project and letting it live is going to be such a healthy thing for me so i'm really ready to put it out um, that'll be around 420. I haven't really picked a date yet. Um, but mid, mid April, somewhere in there, I'm just waiting to kind of finish up the last of the masters. Um, and then I got to go shoot some, uh, pictures for the cover art, but it's, oh man, yeah, man, I'm excited. It's going to be good. But once that's out, it's, 
uh, that's when we're, we're jumping another direction. And uh, the, the new sound, the new direction is unlike anything you've ever heard out of me, uh, for sure. You, I know for a fact, like when, cause it's been a year since I've been able to sit back and just play you some records and the new stuff, like it's, it's so out of like what kid clever you're used to from, but it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing to hear myself, like take this new path. So I'll be excited to put that stuff out. And I'm honestly looking more forward to that than even than at the album. The album is going to be great to just get it off my chest, get it out and finally be, it'll be like, oh, finally. But when we get to this new stuff is when I'm really going to get excited because this is where my mind's at now. And that we're going to start that up, like probably right after the album, probably jump right into it, probably in May or June. Fucking stoked for you, man, because I feel like you're one of those dudes that like I always am interested to see what you do next, because I feel like all of your songs are so different from each other. Like you like I, I never know what to expect with the Kid Clever track. Like, you, you know, you have your your, you know, twist flow where, you know, it's like your tech nine influences and your uh system of a down stuff really like shines through and then you have like really slow melodic stuff um and it's it's just it's all different it all keeps me like like what's he gonna do next what's he gonna do next so i'm really excited and if you say it's different than anything we've heard then i'm really interested the album is definitely still like very much cadence to kid clever but it's it's grown it's it's very mature kid clever. So what you're used to of those instances from me, you're going to, you're going to have a lot of deja vu, but it's very aged. It's very like, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's become more of it's, it's matured and become more hip hop. Yeah. Not just rap. You know what I mean? And it's really, I'm proud of myself with the album. I think it's a great representation of what I think hip hop is. And I think uh, I think people are are, are going to appreciate it for sure. I think one day that the album might be looked at as something that's known as a, a masterpiece because I, I put so much time and effort into it. And the, even the beats, the beats are unheard of. I mean, Mosh is 70 percent of it. And I mean, some of these beats we have a fuck. I mean, we have a Duke Ellington sample on it that oh, damn. is remarkable. And I mean, he just. His, his his you can use his stuff it it just went free really it just went public last year and we made the song the day it went public like we read about it and the moment we read about it we went to the vinyl store we picked up a duke ellington vinyl and we got to work um one of the songs on the album is i mean like it's one of my favorite songs i've ever created and it's the duke ellington sample and it is when i when i like when i have to say like yo i get like goosebumps even though like talking about it like it's one of my favorite out like it's gonna be a crazy 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 one hell yeah bro um so what kind of advice would you give to younger artists what do you wish that you would have known when you were first starting out don't limit don't cut yourself to one cloth don't put yourself in a box don't eliminate things because you don't think it'll work don't lack out on opportunity because it's not what you want to do let things happen naturally, continue to do things. And eventually all of it will end up lining up the way that you see fit. I wish that I had done certain things now that I would have done earlier. And it's only because, you know, life you learn, but if, for a young art, for a young artist right now, if you're getting into the game, 
take every opportunity you can be a yes man try other things don't just be an artist don't just be a music artist be every kind of artist continue to create always push yourself to do and make and create because that's what's going to make you go somewhere like i i didn't think that I, I always was just like rapping 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 now i'm rapping i'm singing i'm producing I live stream Call of Duty and play video games online and make money doing that. I am building a portfolio to do extra work in Hollywood and model. I want to now start grabbing paint and grabbing and doing, doing anything and everything. I'd love to make furniture in the future. So my advice to a young artist is just do literally, if you wanna do it, do it. Don't just talk about it. If you smoke weed like I do, one of my favorite things to do is to sit and smoke weed and talk about shit. I love it. I love yep. it. You come up with great ideas. It is a perfect way to come up with ideas. But once you do that, then do it. Don't just talk about it and say, be like, yeah, that'd be cool. No, that is cool. Do it. Like literally just get up and do it. That's, that's my advice. Facts. That's great advice, bro. Um, so where can people check out your Twitch? Twitch is squid clever um and then the rest of my social media is, is kid clever underscore kid clever so you can check out everything from there uh the stream stream is twitch tv right now i do have a youtube channel for that as well so you can type in squid clever and find a couple of uh videos there as well from the stream and uh, clips that i've hit from there and yeah that's pretty much i think all i can say about the twitch information there is a way to also use your Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub that you can use on Amazon once a month as an Amazon person. And you can get on and you can sub to Squid Clever. That way you have no ads. And that way you don't have to watch any shitty weird Tide ads or whatever the fuck they be showing. I know everybody bitches about the ads. So subs really work. Love your stream, bro. I mean, it's, it's super entertaining and I would highly suggest anybody that uh is into live streams and gaming and you know sometimes you get on there and do like like last time i was on there you you were doing like um music like just showing new music that you were into and, and shit like that and mm -hmm. um i love it bro i i like that you're you're doing that i like the that you're not scared to try things thank you man thank you no man it's it's sick bro live streaming is fun as fuck it's definitely an avenue that i would recommend to artists creatives business minds if you have a sense of charisma and you feel like you can talk and entertain live streaming is such a crazy realm to get into because it's it's a niche market that is very big but it's niche it's different it's not like your norm uh group or people that you would be looking at on a regular basis coming to your content i mean there's people that i would have never met or ever known or seen in my life that I have become like this with over Twitch and gaming. And now like I have a, a friend of mine, shout out Colin, his name's Nympho, Nympho Gaming, N-I-M-F-A-U-X, F-A-U-X. Yep. He's, he's phenomenal. He's put me on a so much shit. He's helping me just get my Twitch really cleaned up and manicured. But he's also a Google Ads specialist that is helping me get my Google Ads correct. It is helping me figure out how to list and put my things in the right command of chain so that when Google, you type in this, that this pops up. Or, so it's like, you never know who you're going to meet doing these types of things either. Like 
there's it's it's crazy what live streaming has brought to me i have friends from all over the world that i play with now australia canada uh i mean like it's 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 nutty i mean there was even somebody that uh the other day i was in my friend's chat and he had somebody from ukraine that was watching their streams just kicking it and it was like crazy to be able to kind of like have a conversation with somebody in ukraine who's dealing with this right now at the moment like live streaming is right now in the moment so everything that you get to see and the content that can come out of it yeah you might be tuning into a a guy playing video games but at the end of the day it's a source of news it's a source of finding some information out depending upon who that person is you might find out something that you would have never found out in a million years just by tuning in for 30 45 minutes of your time i mean i run for usually generally four to six hours of stream and you know four to six hours is it's like a shift you know what i mean i gotta sit there i gotta be into it it's not just gaming you know i'm sitting there and i'm really running a chat i'm organized i'm talking i'm having to watch all of my interactions having to watch all the numbers make sure my streams aren't dropping frames all that type of stuff it's very business oriented so it's like you're a entertainer and you're just providing this entertainment with a forefront of making sure that the command center is under control it's a it's it's a great, it's a great little gig, man. I, I, I recommend it to a lot of people. There's a lot of, I'm trying to get Mosh to start producing beats. I've been wanting to do that for a while. Watch like T-Pain, watch uh, Timbaland does lives. Like watch all of these guys that do them and kind of just see what they're doing and how they do it. If they've got one camera, if they've got two cameras, just kind of like see how it goes. And I mean, streaming questions is once you want to like get into it, just hit me up. You know what I mean? I, I, I could help you out with it. It's pretty, OBS is pretty self-explanatory. There's a little bit of advanced niche shit that you got to kind of figure out. But overall is if you've been working with like Zoom and you've been working with like, you you obviously know audio on computers. So that's going to be an easy one. Yeah. Um, the visual part's kind of tough just because you got to get the right resolutions and figure out what is the best for your computer to put out and all that type of stuff. But once you get those hammered in and figured out, it's pretty self-explanatory. Hell yeah, bro. Man, I, I appreciate your time today, bro. I mean, you're one of those dudes that I always love connecting with and talking to. Um, For sure, man. I like to leave everybody with the last words. So do you have any last words to leave the people with? Brandon is the shit. Hell yeah. He works hard. He stays consistent. Anytime he hits me up for anything for the rest of my career i don't care where it goes i will always pick up that phone call so just so you know that and the people know that those are the last words and then also just remember that throughout all the crazy shit that's going on in life right now that somewhere somebody looks at you like kanye looks at kanye i appreciate you bro thank you again man this was epic the show, bro. Thank you for having me, man. Hell yeah.